Union Jack Radio at the Leicester Comedy Festival. This is Charlie on Union Jack Radio from our HQ at the Gresham Apart Hotel in Leicester, bringing you another show of highlights and chats from the biggest comedians at the Leicester Comedy Festival. Today, we're going to have chats with Nathan Caton, Isabonna Chera, and also the reigning UK pun champion crowned last night, Richard Pulsford. But first, here's our catch-up with Jeff Alderman. Hello, I'm Jeff Alderman, and I'm a stand-up sitting down. Have you stuck to your New Year's resolution? I don't really make New Year's, New Year's resolutions, I've got to be honest, because I've got no willpower, so it's never going to work. When you were little, what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be an ice cream man, which was strange, because I've never really liked ice cream uh, that much. I just don't know, I just think it's the, I think it's the power of having the van. It's, it's, it's just an awesome thing, driving around uh, blaring out music and making life dangerous for children. What's something really unimportant that you're good at? I used to be a runner, actually, but uh, what, what I find with running is it, it actually loosens your bowels. Yeah, so the other day, right, I was, I was doing some jogging, jogging away, doing some jogging, and uh, I suddenly thought, oh, I've got to have a poo, I've got to have a poo. And uh, so anyway, uh, I did this huge poo. And uh, anyway, I've been banned from using the treadmill at the gym. What do you wish people would ask you in interviews, but never do? I think, I think, uh, I, I think uh, ask me about uh, my age, that's always quite good. I, I am a bit older than some of the comedians at, at the Leicester Festival, but I try to keep fit. Uh, my stomach is ripped. Uh, I say ripped, I've got hernia. What's your show all about? I, I try to go for an hour of one-liners, but it, it usually falls short of that because my memory's going. I, I think I'm, I'm very insecure, so I, I don't like going too long without hearing people laughing. I don't know how the storytelling guys do it. It annoys me. You can know, get, get some more laughs in there, you lazy gets. Where can people find you on social media? Uh, MySpace. No, just joking. Uh, I'm not big on, on social media. I'm, I've got Facebook, but I, I, I don't understand Twitter. But uh, my show's at the uh, Globe the Globe Pub tonight, <laughs> tonight and, and, and uh, from the 7th to the 12th. But it's, it's quite nice being in Leicester, actually. You know, everyone's talking about the levelling up a, a agenda, aren't they? Basically, apparently the government is saying it in about five or six years, Leicester will have levelled up with Yemen. Uh, so that's quite good, actually. Yeah, I've, I've been doing a bit of research about Leicester. Uh, apparently, uh, John Merrick, the, the elephant man, was actually born in Leicester. How unlucky can one man get? Uh, it's quite terrible, isn't it? Uh, yeah, so, uh... Grab tickets to the Leicester Comedy Festival at unionjack.co.uk. This is Charlie on Union Jack Radio, and that was our stand-up sitting-down challenge with Jeff Alderman, who's going to be performing at the Leicester Comedy Festival all this week. And last night was the UK Pun Championships. You would have heard the highlights tonight on Union Jack Radio. Here's our chat with the winner, Richard Paulsford. Hello. I should obviously introduce you more as the reigning pun Absolutely. champion. How was it? It was awesome. It was. It's just such a fantastic event. Um, in front of 800 people in a boxing ring, just doing your puns. It's brilliant. Uh, the weirdest thing is because the audience is all around you. And it's not like facing from a stage to an audience, but they're they're all around. So that that's a bit of a challenge. And you've done it um, a few times before, haven't you? I have. Yes. So this was my sixth time of asking. And I don't want to press too much. I guess if you get asked again, you don't reveal your secrets. Of... <laughs> well, it, it's about it's about being alert on the night. I think so. It, it, it's probably impossible to give the right advice apart from just understanding how it's flowing and how the audience is reacting and what they're enjoying, and then selecting the right jokes at yeah. the right points. So. Because then you compete it's, in the rounds and it's the audience that decides who from that round stays on. And I think I've realised in previous years, it's not just a case of writing a good joke and, and saying a joke. It's about being a person on stage and having a bit of personality as well. 
if I <laughs> assuming I've got one and um, sort of do you know what I mean so it's it's kind of winning the audience over to you as well as your material I think that's what's going on well you're key doing um, it right because you won but we had the added complication of um, a young lad on stage with us in the final the, the other comedian was interacting all the time with him and I, I got to the point where I thought well I, I probably need to do the same as well just to show that I can do it did you enjoy quite... that as a challenge as well yeah absolutely yeah it's a unique experience but it, it, it's all a learning experience it's, it's great and yeah. you don't just perform in boxing rings you do perform on stage as well you're doing a show Sometimes. tonight yes can you tell us more about that um, so I will be doing my own solo show at uh, Manhattan 34 venue in central Leicester I've been here for uh, is it five days now and done lots of guest spots and then pun championships so I've done my panel show and I've got my solo show as well tonight Brilliant What's your panel show? It is officially an alternative history show so it combines those of us who like a bit of history with some comedic elements as well and the conceit of the show is it's split into half and the first half of the show we do things that have happened in history on that day then the second half of the show we talk about the history of the place that the show is taking place in. The only problem that I have with is um, I can organise different dates for shows as we go along, but when I keep coming back to the Leicester Comedy <laughs> Festival, I need a different half hour of history each time. So, so I bet the year that they dug up the car park, you were like, ah, oh, brilliant, there's something new I can talk about this Very year. handy when that happens, but I can't do that again. What's the most recent thing you've been surprised to dig up about Leicester? I had to dig up, I like that. I didn't, that was completely, <laughs> I think it's just your it, pun it, it wasn't it's a king. Just, no. <laughs> the last thing we talked about in the show was the last person to be gibbeted in the UK. Which is... Um, so that was where people were sentenced to be hanged and then the body was taken and put in a cage, like a metal cage, and put on display. When did that last happen? Uh, now you're asking me. I think it was 1832... It's still fairly recently. I mean, yeah, no, it's not like well, 2006, but it's still... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but by that point, the body was only on display for about three days before basically the neighbours complained. <laughs> Said, uh, we don't like having this in our neighbourhood. Can you take it down, please? Kind of typical brick humour to kind of go, OK, we found it funny on day one. Enough now, please. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. So it's not particularly funny, this, but um, that was a sentence at the time. You could be sentenced for murder and gibbeting. So the Home Office had to intervene and rescind the part of the sentence which was the gibbeting. And I guess they just must have buried the body at that point. Have you always wanted to combine history and stand-up? No, no, because I, I just do puns and one-liners. It's something completely different. But I've been researching my own family's history, so I suppose that, that has been a, an interest of mine anyway. With, with a plan to write a book, but I've only kind of got halfway with that, and it's just because it's just so time-consuming. To be honest, if I couldn't manage to do it during the pandemic, I don't think I'll ever. <laughs> but <laughs> it'd be nice to finish it first. Union Jack Radio at the Leicester Comedy Festival. It's Europe's biggest comedy festival. 800 performers, 560 shows, 64 different venues. We'll bring you all the tip-top, first-class, cream of the crop, top-notch, five-star, finest. Yeah, you get the idea. Just the best shows from the festival. Throughout February on Union Jack Radio and Jack Radio Player. This is Union Jack Radio and I'm Charlie and I'm joined by Richard Polsford, the reigning pun champion. Normally, if, for instance, say if a footballer completed the game of his life, the next day we wouldn't expect to drag him into a hotel room and play a game, but it's what we're doing with you now. And the game is called 3am Thoughts. So to get to know you more, we're just going to ask sort of questions that run around your head when you're still awake at 3am. So imagine that my voice is nice, and echoey, we're in a dark room. We're just going to get to know you a little bit more. So questions like, what's the worst gift you've ever got someone? The worst gift that I've ever got someone? 
completely stumped. All your gifts are brilliant. It doesn't matter <laughs> if you find the worst ones. That, that's I'm fine. trying to think when the last thing I gave. Are you more of like an actual gift person or do you prefer just to give vouchers or cash? I'll tell you what I'll say. I got a drum kit for my middle child. How do your neighbours find it? <laughs> <laughs> um, at least you can put headphones on these things and, and, yeah. and dampen the noise. Yeah, but it, that, that helps. If they ever, It means if the neighbours ever annoy you, you can just get them to play a big drum riff upstairs. Yeah. It's quite a nice tactic. Yeah. Get that Phil Collins <laughs> really drum riff going. Yeah. How would you describe your style of comedy to someone that's never heard of you before? Uh, short, punchy one-liners. What's the most embarrassing stage moment you've ever had? I don't know if this counts because it's not really a stage moment, but I organise gigs as well. Okay. So it's a gig at a rugby club. It's the first thing that comes to mind. I try and keep the anecdote short. So I was chatting to people before the gig started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And someone had a pager on the table. So I was kind of joking, oh, you know, are you a doctor or something? So, oh, no, we're... We're a um, firm of undertakers and we have to be on call just in case you know, oh, if, wow. if we get a call out because someone's died. So anyway, the gig's underway. Uh, this guy stands up with the pager, looks at me, gives me like a, a look. So I think, oh, God. But then he's whispering to people on this table and they're having a bit of a chat. And then a couple of them walk out, the guy with the pager. But then the people on the table start approaching people on other tables, whispering to them. It becomes apparent that because it's like a fairly close-knit rugby club, everyone must have known this person who's just died. And this word's being passed around the gig while someone else is on stage trying to do their comedy. Wow. <laughs> So that was quite an awful moment. Yeah, so you're kind of not dying on stage, but you're responding to someone else who's just died somewhere else. That's <laughs> oh, So I think that is the best story I think we've ever had and ever will. So I think we're going to end the game 3M thoughts there. Thank you so much. That was a pleasure. If anyone wants to find you on social media, how mm. can they do that? So my handle on Twitter is at Richard Pulsford. Nice and easy. And is there... Anything else you'd like to plug? Some people have done other stuff they're well, doing or other plates in Leicester. Thank anywhere. you for that. Yes, I do have a book out, a uh, book of puns, over 600 jokes, and it's called The Pun Ball Wizard. Nice. And you can find it on that aforementioned Amazon. Thank you very much. Thank you, David. Thank you. When we said that we were going to bring you exclusives on this show, we meant it. That is the UK Pun Championships reigning winner, Richard Pulsford, on Union Jack Radio. This is Charlie bringing you the biggest names from the Leicester Comedy Festival on your radios. And right now we're going to have an interview with a guy who you'll recognise from Live of the Apollo, Mock the Week and Russell Howard's Good News. This is Nathan Caton. Thanks for joining us, Nathan. Your tour starts at Leicester Comedy Festival. It is called... Let's talk about Vex. It's my, it's my first tour since 2018, and obviously a lot has happened in the world and also in my own my own life. So it's just getting a lot of stuff in my chest that I haven't been able to get off for like in the last two years because I've been stuck in my house. I do like. I think I've, I've, it'd be trouble to find a show that's so varied. It says here you describe you talk about race, politics scented candles and being in lockdown with your girlfriend as well i like the the, the variety yeah. I, I go for the hard stuff and then i go for the the, the, the sweet the sweet smelling aroma of scented candles mate if you, if, you, if you love scented candles i'm your guy come to my show mate bring a scented candle with you light it at the start of the show and let the good times roll that's oh that's that's a good idea actually G generally if it'll create a nice atmosphere for the audience it, to sit there it'd be nice. yeah exactly mate i mean you'd be laughing you'd be laughing and you'll be you'll be relaxed and calm so has this stuff been building over the past three years How have you found not being able to tour is all this stuff just been bubbling up and then you just lit one scented candle and just like i need to go on tour and talk about this <laughs> yeah i guess yeah it's been formulating over the last two and a bit years um, I mean, I've been in the comedy clubs doing the gigs, but not 
doing like the whole thing, the whole solo show. And I saw during lockdown, you were doing a lot of Zoom gigs as well. Nothing is ever going to compare to like live, been there. You know, you, you can actually touch the audience as opposed to swiping. But it's it was weird at first because like the first like few Zoom gigs I did, no one really knew how to run a Zoom gig properly. So you'd have like audience members, like if the camera's off, their mic's off, and basically just, just me talking to a void. Like it's less of a set, more of like a just a man having a breakdown for 20 minutes. Uh, ironically, when, when I had COVID, uh, <laughs> I just spent my week in isolation just, just do, doing Zoom gigs. It was, it's, I, I came out of my isolation richer and healthier. It was great. You have made an effort with the background, though. So without sounding too invasive, I can see into where the room you are at the moment. The poster to the left of you there. So that's is that just a kind of cartoon drawing of all of the Ninja Turtles there as well? Yeah. What, what you can see is just the tip of the iceberg. There's posters on the walls, but I've got like a turtle's chair, turtle's beanbag. I've got turtle's action figures. Um, yeah, it's just, just, just turtles, mate. This is, I'm a grown man. I'm, I'm nearly 40. <laughs> I, basically, I didn't lose my virginity until a very late age, what I'm trying to say. <laughs> you started gigging when you were 19. No teenager yeah. at that age knows what they want to do. What was it about comedy that made you go, you know what, I'm going to do this, I'm going to give it a go? I, I'm, I'll be honest, I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. All I, all I knew was I didn't want to like wake up early in the morning to go into an office. <laughs> that, that's, that's the reason. It's not that I knew, I knew what I wanted to do. Is that I, I still want to wake up at like six and you know, just be on a train, people's you know, BO and the armpits in my face, and it's just miserable. Um, yeah, like I, I had a part time job working at Heathrow Airport where I used to start at like 6 30 in the morning, waking up at like 4 30. I was like, oh, this is killing me. I, I understand people have to do it, you know, it's growing up, you're an adult, but I was like, oh, nah. um, I mean, comedy was always something that in the back of my mind, I thought, I, I want to give it a go. Yeah, maybe, just, maybe just as a hobby, some, you know something fun to do in my spare time. And I've been fortunate that it's it's, it's grown into, into into my living. I mean, I, I'm still doing it now. They're still giving me money and I'm still blagging it. I love the variety of jobs that you've done now as well. You've written for CBBC shows as well. What What's that like? It's been great. It's, when I first started doing stand-up at 19, I didn't think, yeah, one day I'm going to end up writing for CBBS or CBBC. Is like, right, my kids shows, it's actually a lot more fun than like I ever imagined. Is there maybe something else as well that's on your bucket list still to cross off? Acting is something I, re- I really want to get into. I feel like I have some acting potential, which is yet to be untapped. I love to play like a villain, like a, re- a really, you know, the villain that you really, really, really hate. Yeah. I love to be, yeah, I love to just have a whole room full of people booing me. Not, when I'm doing my comedy, though, I mean, yeah, slightly different. Don't come to my tour show and start booming. It's what you want, Nathan. Booze. No, no, <laughs> not now. Not now. I'm trying to make you laugh. So, if ever I'm scrolling through Netflix and there's a live action Mutant Ninja Turtles remake, hopefully I'll see you there being the villain. They're doing another Turtles movie. Okay. I mean, hopefully, if someone who's linked to the, the movie is watching, listening to this, hook a brother up. I would love love to have like even just a tiny little cameo role in a turtles movie i uh, i'm just i could be the pizza delivery guy i can be april's you no know, crush or something just some yeah i would love to be in a turtles movie 
I don't have much power, but if I have any bit of influence in this industry, I will do my best for you. I will see what I can do. I will hold you to that, mate. <laughs> Brilliant. Like, tell us the movie comes out. I'm not, I'm not in it, mate. I'm, I'm calling you. Union Jack Radio at the Leicester Comedy Festival. This is Charlie on Union Jack Radio at the Leicester Comedy Festival. We're in the middle of our chat with Nathan Caton, who you'd know from Lively Apollo and Russell Howard's Good News. And we've asked him if he wants to play a game with us. Okay, let's do it. It's a little bit of a challenge. I'm going to ask you as many questions as I can in 60 seconds, but as a twist, you can only reply with six-syllable answers. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Okay. So only six. I can't reply with, like, five or four. Only six. Only six. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm good at maths, but this is is challenging. This is testing me now. Okay. Okay, so are you ready for the 60-second six-syllable sprints? I am ready for it. Nice. Practiced already. Okay, so we will start the timer now. How would you describe your style of comedy? Laid back, confident, chilled. Nice. How do you unwind? Playing FIFA all day. What's your pet peeve? My girlfriend has many. I'm glad I'm not going to ask you anymore. Uh, What (laughs) is your perfect dinner party? Food. Rum punch. Chicken wings. (laughs) What do you like about Leicester? Comedy festival. Nice. What's your perfect sandwich filling? Chicken, chili sauce. Mayo. Nice, really good. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, that is all the 60 seconds. You did really well then. <laughs> and like I said, I won't ask any more about your pet peeves. I think you're quite lucky that you only had six syllables to answer there rather than oh, answering well, anymore. If you come to the tour show, uh, my, my girlfriend will feature in many of that. Brilliant. And so you start your tour at the Big Difference in Leicester on the 11th. Yep, that's correct. And then also you can be seen at Salford, Brighton, Newcastle, Glasgow, Edinburgh, Bristol, Cardiff, and you end your run at the Soho Theatre. I wish you the best of luck on your tour. Obviously, this is before you change careers and become in the new Ninja Turtle reboot. So this could be your <laughs> last ever tour before you hit the stardom. But, um, yeah, before I become the, the, the first black shredder <laughs> in, in, the, in Ninja Turtles. I'm excited for that. So Nathan, where can we find you on social media? Uh, so social media, uh, Instagram is at Nathan.Caton, C-A-T-O-N, my surname. Uh, Twitter is at Nathan Caton, all one word. Uh, Facebook is uh, facebook.com forward slash Nathan Caton. I'm even on TikTok because I'm trying to cling on to my youth and that's uh, at Nathan Caton Comedian. And then my website is nathancaton.com where you can get links and tickets to all the tour dates. Come along. It'll be it'll be great. It'll be a good laugh, man. Come on. Come and enjoy it. After the, after the last two years we've had, we need a lot of laughter. So come on down. And bring scented candles, although I can't speak for venues whether that would be allowed or not, but we are saying bring your scented candles along. Yeah, bring it, man. Bring, bring it. We'll, we'll try and blag it in somehow. Be fine. This is Charlie on Union Jack Radio from our HQ at the Gresham Park Hotel in Leicester, bringing you games and chats with the biggest comedians from the Leicester Comedy Festival. Our next chat is from a comedian called Isabonna Chera. She is a BBC New Comedy Award finalist. She has got a show in Leicester this year, all about a square, and it's not that deep. 
Now, what came first? You were a satirical cartoonist as well. Did that come before the stand-up or at the same time? It came sort of like at the same time. Like I discovered stand-up when I arrived to the UK. Like I didn't know what stand-up was. I discovered it at uni when I was 23, <laughs> which is late in life. But I was like doing both. How do you get, oh, that's a good joke yeah. for a cartoon. How do you divide between the two? I will make cartoons out of the jokes that didn't work on stage. Nice. <laughs> Because I was not going to just throw that material away. I like that. I think to go somewhere. You're the only stand-up I know then that's generally if a joke fails, you're happy. Because you're like, brilliant. I'll get yeah. the drawing pad out for that. That's quite nice. Like, I, I'm efficient with my joke writing. I'd like give it an outlet anyway. <laughs> yeah. I really like that. And you've done a previous show about space. Yeah. What gave you the inspiration for that? Well, I'm obsessed with space. I really like, like I study physics. I thought that I was going to do something space related in my life. And it's all about that and like how it's good to let things go and discover like new things. It sounds, um, it, it sounds very cheesy, but it was like a fun show. It's not cheesy at all. It's really yeah. fascinating. <laughs> well, I spend so much money on my physics degree. <laughs> I have to use it somehow. <laughs> do you have any other plans to use it in the future? Will you use it in other ways to do other shows about science? Well, like, I work on quantum technologies, so I use it <laughs> for my day job. Like, the comedy is the thing. I want to be a clown, not no. a scientist. <laughs> my mom is very proud of me. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's something you can't really, com like, combine. You can't really be a clown in a lab or something. I guess people get quite annoyed. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they don't <laughs> like it when you, like, carry a bunch of sample and then you trip. And then yeah. you, like <laughs> Certainly not after, like, the fifth time you've done it, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> And what's your show about this time? So it's about a square that appears on the sky. And what I will imagine a stand-up show would look like if it was someone doing a show after the square appears on the sky. And like the point of it is just to make like a show about an obvious lie. Because a lot of stand-up shows are about lies. But also like people are like, oh, I get it. It's sort of like a metaphor for climate change. Like, in <laughs> I look, like, don't look yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. It's really not. It's just, <laughs> the square is a metaphor for a square. <laughs> climate change is climate change. It doesn't go that deep, the show. <laughs> it's about square. It's called the square, by the way. <laughs> and what was the inspiration? Were there any other shapes before you got to the square? I, I thought about a blue line. Nice. And I thought about... A yellow circle, and I said to her on a black square, we need to talk about it. <laughs> the picture that I took for the show. Yeah. So, like, I, I painted myself white, and I painted, like, a black square on my face. And I thought it was, like, a great picture. <laughs> and I sent it up. And it looked so bad. Like, I really hope, <laughs> please don't be put off by that picture. It's, like, the worst promotional picture of all Leicester Comedy Festival. Don't come and see the poster, but do no. come and see the show, is, I oh, think, yeah. is the is the message we can take yeah, from this. Yeah, just ignore the... Like, it's better than the picture is letting you <laughs> believe it. <laughs> the show is better than the picture, yeah. and the show is not as deep as you think. That's the messages That's that you want them, people to take yeah, away. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. And can you give us details about where is the show? So it's tomorrow night. Yeah, it's tomorrow night, um, upstairs at the Western at 9pm. Yeah, come, come over, come watch it. Brilliant. Is there anything else you'd like to promote? No, I'm good. It's the show. <laughs>
<laughs> this play comes to show because I'm really worried that people are not gonna come because they're gonna see that poster and they're gonna be like, Ooh, no. <laughs> so do do come do come see the show. Also like follow me on social media in case I do other stuff, maybe. I yeah, don't know. What's your social media handles? At Isa Bonacheda on everything. Union Jack Radio at the Leicester Comedy Festival. This is Charlie from the Gresham Apart Hotel in Leicester, and that is another show done. Thank you so much for tuning in and all of the comedians that took part, Jeff Alderman, Richard Polsford, Nathan Caton and Isa Bonacera. Tomorrow night we're going to have chats with John Pearson, Stephen Bailey, Katie Pritchard and I will be doing an improvisational game with a robot. So make sure to subscribe to this podcast. This is an original podcast from the Jack Radio Network. Discover more on Jack Radio Player.